And we are back and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, guys? I am India Cook. What's up, Indy? How you doing? Listen, episode 83. 83. I'm doing okay. I'm actually, I'm hanging in there. I'm less overwhelmed. The last couple of weeks has just been a lot for me. I moved and just when I'm one of those people when stuff is in, is in chaos and y'all know when you move, you got all your stuff in boxes and all that and stuff is in chaos. Yeah. So when I'm mentally, when my physical around me is in chaos, my mental is in chaos and I don't like that. So I've been a you, bit overwhelmed over the last couple of weeks. I'm good now. I moved in um, and we are all set. So I'm excited about that. So if y'all been seeing me be a little ghost on social media, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to take care of things. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes. Now we coming up at the end of the sign up period for the peace tree. Yes, we are. So guys, please, please, please don't forget this Saturday, Saturday, May 1st is the last day to register either for the lottery or if basically if you're wanting to sign up for in-person racing. So again, Saturday, May 1st at 11.59 p.m. is the last time to sign up if you're wanting to do the in-person race. Now, don't forget the race actually is being is taking place on July 3rd and July 4th. If you are a member and you signed up, you will be able to choose your time slot, excuse me, choose your day that you are wanting to race on. However, however if you are on the lottery and you get chosen, you will be assigned which day. Now, if you're interested in doing the race virtually, you have until June 7th to be able to register for that. So don't forget that you have um, you have time to get that in if you're wanting to do it virtually. But if you're wanting to do it in person, only a couple more days, Saturday, May 1st at 11.59 p.m. And we are so appreciative for Atlanta Track Club for sponsoring this episode. And we just really want to make sure that you all have all the information. Um, and on today, as we do this episode, another COVID precaution has, has been dropped in Tommy, I'm just excited about it. So Atlanta Track Club just announced that they are actually going to be doing, having COVID, um, COVID dogs out. I shouldn't call them COVID, COVID dogs, but dogs, dogs that can detect the scent of COVID-19. Um, exactly. So I am really excited that that is going to be taking place. So basically what happens is if you are vaccinated and you are fully vaccinated, meaning you've had your first shot and second shot or Took one two shot shots, Johnson and Johnson, doses. whichever one, if you had Johnson and Johnson before they put a hold on that thing, um, <laughs> you will be able to show your vaccine card and you can move on to getting your race bib. However, if you are not, you will be going through a processing point where you will be uh, processed through first having the dogs to sniff and see if you have, um, if you potentially may have COVID-19. These dogs are 99% um, success Accurate. rate on mm -hmm. sniffing out the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, COVID-19, um, was it illness? What is it? Illness it's COVID-19. COVID, COVID uh, COVID-19 anyway, virus. Yes virus there we go yes the and virus. if they do detect it then you will go over to get a rapid test if you are seen as positive for COVID-19 you will be able to either switch to virtual or get a refund for the race so you will have a choice if you are seen as negative you will be able to proceed to getting your race bib so they are making sure that all of the stops are put in to be able to get those bibs so you want to ensure that you're taking care of that so please 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 don't forget sign up and of course 
the other precautions that they will have in place will include um, the vaccine as well as there's going to be a mask on the back of the bib. Um, and then they will also have, again, the dogs and just ensuring that there's social distancing between the waves. Um, each wave will have a 10 minute um, start time. Um, and then on the course, they will have a they will have water bottles at each mile, but they would not be given out by volunteers, which is different than previous times. That's so, very different. Great job, Atlanta Track Club, for y'all are pulling out all the stops. I mean, to COVID this sniffing dogs. I mean, right. I mean, you know, those of us that have been to Jamaica and then come back, y'all, y'all know all about the sniffing dogs. Yes, we know about so, that. <laughs> you know all about the sniffing dogs. <laughs> it's not the same thing. So don't get all nervous when you see the dogs. Mm -hmm. if you, if you've uh, if you've done everything right, you should be okay. But if not, hey, might be news. Something that you need to know. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. But even still, like the dogs are. I think about it is when you go to the airport, and it, mm -hmm. this doesn't happen every single time. But even when you're even not on international flights, but sometimes, and when you're standing in line to get to go through security checkpoint, they have the dogs sometimes. So they're just gonna kind of brisk by you, sniff you a little bit, and then go on about their business. So yeah, don't pet them. Hopefully. Don't pet them. If you don't have COVID, no, don't exactly. pet them. <laughs> don't pet the dogs. I made that so mistake. So congratulations. Yes, okay. congratulations, Atlanta yes. Track Club, and thank you for sponsoring this episode. We are so excited to be partnering with you all, and I'm looking forward to the day. I just keep getting more and more excited. Exactly. Got to gotta get ready for that peach tree. It's always an exciting day. It's going to be different, but mm -hmm. hey, it's still exciting. Yeah, and don't forget, you can participate anywhere, any point of the world if you wanted to do it virtually. And to sign up, go to ajc.com slash Peachtree to be able to get all of the details that you need. Exactly. So now, India, we got a guest that's going to be coming on later, uh, Matthew Huff. Um, he mm -hmm. wrote a great book. I was very impressed with the book, Marathoners, What to Expect When Training for, Training for and Running a Marathon. Mm -hmm. Great book. So we'll talk yes. to him a little bit later. But let's get back to your, to your moving. So did the moving, because this is something that, you know, probably other people have dealt with. How did the moving affect your training or lack of training? Well, I will say, so right now I have been sporadically running. I am still having chin splint issues. So I haven't been running as consistently in general. So I've been actually able to get a mile here or there. But if I'm having shin splint issues, I set out in my mind to go longer than a mile, but it seems like I've been able to do a mile not pain-free. Um, and so I've been trying to kind of just do one mile increments. But honestly, in regards to working out and running in general, when I get overwhelmed, everything stops. So that's just me being honest. So I'm one of those mm -hmm. people that when life is overwhelming, when it's in shambles, when things are all over the place, I don't do, I don't do very much. And that is something that is obviously needed to be corrected because you know running is my self-care but mm -hmm. that's when I also check myself I'm like girl you ain't been running you need to figure it out figure out what's going on um and that's when I kind of know that I need to do something so I have not been officially training um like I said I'm out here and there been getting on the peloton a little bit um and just kind of doing my own thing I gotcha I gotcha what about you how's everything going you still got your coach yeah coach uh forced me to go out to Stone Mountain on Sunday because he said I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. So um, we went out to uh, Stone Mountain on Sunday, um, ran about seven. It was not easy. But, you know, the reason why uh, Mark is my coach is because I, I like talking to Mark. So when we run, we're pretty much conversating the whole time. Now, our conversations have kind of changed over the years from, you know, partying to now, you know, we both talking about kids. So, you know, um, that's kind of what we talked about. 
So he was able to run right next to you for those miles. Yeah, yeah, he was with me the whole time. So that that was good. Um, I think we're going to try to make that a regular thing. Not every Sunday, but try to, you know, meet up and kind of run. The, the main problem is because if I'm running, if I'm running over four miles, I got to do it in the darkness so I can get it done, get back to do whatever I need to do. Um, whereas, you know, Mark has two kids. He has two boys. His operation is a little different. He, he needs to be there, get them set, and then he can, you know, kind of hit the road. So, we'll, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, my coach is, is still there. He supported me. He, you know, he sends me text messages like, hey, man, you just got to do it. You know, even if you can't get out there to do your full workout, just get out there and just run a mile, you know, just yeah. to try to help get that consistency going. Yeah, that's something that I tell my clients too. Like, if you can't do what I prescribe to you, at least do something. Um, even if it is, if you can't do the intervals that I asked, if I asked you to do three one intervals and you can't do that, give me give me one ones and just get it done. Yeah, <laughs> some movement so, is better than none. Exactly. So that's kind of what he said, um, which is great. Which you know I, I do understand, but it's it's all mental with me right now. It's just different things that are prioritized in my life that keep mm-hmm. me from really. Because Mark remembers, remembers me as a guy that gets up at four o'clock in the morning and runs seven miles. That's just right. right now. That just can't be me, unfortunately. So, I totally understand. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different level of commitment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I used to do it like it was nothing. But that's back when I could come home from work and get into bed like at seven o'clock. Yeah, I can't right. do that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I, I can't do that anymore. Sleep is so important. Yeah. Because if you got to get up, you um, if you need the hours, you need to be in the bed eight, nine o'clock. Exactly. Like, have a good rest. Not just finishing I, something at eight, I, nine o'clock. You need to be winding I, down in the bed underneath exactly. the sheet. Exactly. I'm the person that puts Trey to bed. So, depending on when he goes, it's not like Trey stays up to 10 o'clock. You know, he might stay up to eight, you know, maybe nine sometimes. But the thing is, while he's up, I'm not really, have. I'm not, I don't know about you, I need a little wind down before I can get in the bed. I'm the and, same way. So I need yeah. to wind down or I get in the bed and wind down. So I'll yeah. be on social media and then I'm exactly. like, okay, it's time to go yeah. to bed. <laughs> and I sit my phone to the side. So like for me, I need to, woo, this is my first time sitting still all day. Let me just sit still, do something mindless and then exactly. I can proceed. Yeah. yeah, so until he's asleep, I really haven't had my, so usually when I put him asleep, I'm still up for another 30 minutes and then I'll go ahead and um and get into bed. But like, you know, Heather, she gets her her rest, which is why she can get up, do the other things and stuff like that. So when I can get that schedule back down to where I can kind of work it, um, actually, uh, you know, Coach Coach Monroe gives you ideas. He was like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you, once you put him to sleep, even if you don't want to run, I can always get on the bike, the Peloton, or I, I belong to a 24-hour gym. I can go to the gym at that point, which mm-hmm. that's something, I was like, that's a good idea because that's something I could do since I'm able to sleep in in the morning when Heather's getting Trey up and, you know, taking him to daycare. So right. that's something I might look into to just get consistency, maybe not with just running, but just consistency with working out, doing mm-hmm. something, you know, get, staying healthy, you know, that sort of thing, as opposed to, you know, staying on the couch and, you know, going to eat, you know, devil squares from Little Debbie. So even though I love <laughs> devil squares. Yes, a, there's a, alternates <laughs> to, to – uh, to getting it in, definitely. <laughs> exactly. Sure. So, uh, but that's kind of what's going on with me. It's all good. You know, work's a little busy. Um, if you're in Atlanta, if you're in Georgia, you knew, you heard about the storms. Mm-hmm. When there's storms, my job gets busier. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's been a little busy uh, going out and looking at people's uh, roofs lately. So <laughs> it's Got been it. interesting. Good, good. Well, you know, I wanted to, this weekend, um, this past weekend, 
So I don't know about you, Tom. I know you don't do social media heavy, but the last month or so with social, it's been like back to base, back to the regular of seeing races every weekend. This weekend was my first weekend of like me actually downloading an app to track some people for a race, <laughs> for a marathon. And I'm yeah. like, I missed this Sunday morning, getting up and tracking people for a marathon. So I have been following a run group. We run 313, which is in Detroit. Uh-huh. And there was a couple of guys within that run group that were actually training for the marathon. And I was really excited to watch them do it because they're some speedy guys. Yeah. Now, I know I am not into... I celebrate all paces, but when I see brown and black people, black, brown and black guys or ladies that are dropping these super fast times that are non-elite, it excites me. I, yeah. I give much respect to them. Um, and there were there were four individuals that I was tracking this weekend, three of which that are part of the 313, um, 313 crew. And so it was just one of those things that I was really, really excited to see them. And that was Lance Woods, excuse me, Thomas Bailey, and then Joe Robinson. And I was also tracking uh, Zacchaeus Weiner. He is another guy. He goes as run links on Instagram, but just some fast individuals that have really been putting in the time. And Tommy, Mm -hmm. you will laugh because according to, to, to Tommy, he actually used the Hanson marathon training to get to where (laughs) he was. And two of those guys, Lance and Thomas, actually Tommy, actually did a sub three hour marathon. Mm. So Lance finished in 249.49 and Tommy finished in 248.44. Wow. Beyond amazing. Um, and Joe Robinson, he did a little bit over three hours on his marathon. And then um, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, he actually did the half marathon in 106.21. Wow. Listen, they were rolling. They were rolling. And that's like... I love to see it. I'm one of those people that I love to see, and I'd love to see it on several different different ways. We don't see a lot of black and brown individuals that are non-African towing the line and dropping these times. And I feel like we need to celebrate them because they are people that are, I won't say a rarity because I'm sure there's several other people out here that are dropping those times. We just may not know about it. And if yeah. you are, let it like show yourself because yeah. we want to celebrate you too. But it is a rarity like with those times then that are non-elite and American born. And I just think that we should give them much claps, much success and like congratulations. Cause you know what? I don't know about you, Tommy, but I want to see more brown and black legs at the Olympic trials for the Olympics in 2024. And I just feel like people like, like Tommy, Lance and Joe and, and Zacchaeus, these are people that they keep pushing it. We can see them at a, at a higher, at a higher stage for sure. What's the age group we're talking about? How old are you guys, people? They are mid, t- within the 35. Within okay, 35. Yeah. yeah. All right, so they, they, they're at that sweet spot, actually, yes. um, where they can really do some damage. They still, they still have uh, room to, uh, to get faster, actually. So, yeah, yes. we definitely could. Yeah, yeah that's so great. Course, I mean, I celebrate anybody for a PR, and I don't care if your PR is sub four. I'm going to celebrate it because that's, right. you know, I don't, I don't understand why we wouldn't. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah, I feel like we should celebrate anybody at any distance at any pace, but I I just give much respect to these people that are putting in the work and doing it. And I just love to see it. Like, I've never met these guys in person at all, Mm -hmm. but seeing, seeing them on social media has been amazing. And it's been very, 
very awesome to see it. Um, there's a couple guys here in Atlanta, including not in Atlanta, but that we know Philip mm-hmm. King and, you know, a couple other guys that coach O that yeah. drop times like that as well. But it's just, it's something that when you see more, it's like, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> like, let's show people that. And I think that when it comes to, there was a conversation on social media, when it comes to someone mentioned, why is this, out of the norm or why is this why does it have to be an acknowledgement of the american war on black people and sometimes that i the way that i think about it is someone that is not a runner if they think about the people that are winning a lot of these distances they're thinking about an african-born individual black person Mm -hmm. right they're not think of thinking of an american-born black person that does not take away from the african-born individuals like at all in what they're doing but Mm -hmm. when you are not african-born and you are here in the states doing it and still putting in the time and just doing just as well there's there's no hater and no situation that should be happening like you said earlier before we started unless you keep choking dropping 204s i mean why are you talking uh, there, you know, there should be no talking. Yeah, like, exactly. Unless, you know, so and my thing is, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that still make money who are not considered elite or professional athletes, but they still, you know, might make money from running. Mm-hmm. My thing is, if you know, if you this is just if this is a hobby, dude, let just give stop. Just you know, yeah. just let people enjoy themselves and, get, and give acknowledgments, and we'll give them to you when you do it. You know, so, exactly, you know. exactly. And the other piece is it the piece of it, and I, I was having a conversation. Uh, well, I didn't have the conversation with Shawana, but you know, she won one of her races this past weekend. Shawana White, you all know mm-hmm. her, um, one of the fastest American-born females. She. I was, I told her, get out there and make that money. Like if we can make money from the gift that we have of being a fast runner, go to these races and sweep, like get first, second, third and grab you a check, whether that be a night in a hotel, whether that be a couple hundred dollars, like why not make money off of what you can enjoy doing and know you may not be a sponsored athlete or being paid as an elite, but you can go. There's some of these races, people get hundreds or a thousand dollars for winning. And some of these guys that we mentioned definitely could go to some of the smaller races this week. So again, good job guys for completing that marathon and half marathon this weekend. Congratulations. Listen, y'all was rolling. And it's so crazy, Tommy, when I was watching videos of them on social media, it looked like they were just like, but they're dropping these like ridiculous paces. But of course that's in person versus not like if they were in person, they would have ran past you super quick. So exactly. um, Great job to them. And of course, kudos for using the Hanson Hanson model, which Tommy like absolutely talks about. If, all look, the time. I mean, you know, people like to, why do you keep talking about, trust me, if you have that kind of time, mm-hmm. it will get you where you want to go. Because it's a very tough training program. But right. if you have that kind of time, it will get you want to go. I'm now, I'm not sure if it's something you want to use on multiple because it's so tough. But if you're just trying, if you're trying to do a PR, you're trying to get into Boston, I, I recommend it every single time if you get that Well, I will definitely say, I did ask Tommy, um, what was his, um, what what did he do differently between this marathon and a previous marathon he had to get such a big PR and of course Boston qualify and he mentioned the number of miles that he ran like there was an increased number of miles and of course I know you Tommy from talking about the Hanson model um it is definitely a high influx of miles um that you put in so he said that's what really got him to where he needed to be 
Yeah, yeah. If you got the time, we got the PR for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so congratulations to you guys. Don't let anybody damper your shine and damper your moment. Congratulations to you. Um, you are doing things that there's not a lot of people that are doing. So keep crushing it, keep putting in the time and the effort and keep showing us what you're doing. We're happy to see it. Exactly. Also, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if it was, was this past weekend or weekend before, the, the, the world's greatest marathoner. Um, Elliot Kipchoge, he ran in yes. the end, it was the NN Mission, I think, marathon. They had moved it to a, uh, I want to say it was a deserted base of some kind, an airport, um, and ran it. I mean, of course, you know, he didn't, he wasn't trying to run a world record. He just needed to do his um, time qualifying for the Olympics, which a lot of elite um, marathoners need to do because there were so, there were no marathons this past year. They didn't get out for these countries that don't have time, you know, have Olympic trials like we do here in America. Their teams are picked, but you right. got to have a qualifying time during a certain time period to get it. So they needed this marathon. That's why once it was canceled, I want to say, was it Hamburg or Vienna? Where was it originally supposed to be? I can't uh -huh. remember. Um, but it was originally supposed to be on the streets of a city. But because of COVID, they canceled it. But because so many elite athletes, men and women, needed to run qualifying times for the Olympics for their country so they mm -hmm. could get picked for the team, um, they, they moved it to an airport. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, they only moved it because of Kipchoge. No, there was a lot more people running than Kipchoge in that, um, even though in the end he just kind of, you know, walked away from them. He ran a, you know, for him, a mundane 204, you know, it was a, it was a Sunday run for him. You know, it was a park run, Sunday park run for him. And, you know, he's, he's uh, now, Kipchoge could have run a five-hour marathon. If his country didn't pick him to go to the Olympics, right. they are idiots. <laughs> so I'm not sure it really mattered except for the Olympic Committee. Yes. Now, do, have you been seeing these reports about Japan, though? Oh, tell me about them. Yeah, they're having surges of COVID. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now everybody's getting worried again. Let's just move. Y'all, just move the Olympics to Atlanta. We got everything we need. We got it. We got it. We yes. y'all look. We got the track up at Mays High. We can do the track and field events. <laughs> Not at Mays though. Oh my gosh. Got the track over at Mays. You know the one at Mays. Not it. That is not where you want to be doing it. Tucker doing High it. just redid their track. Tucker High just redid their track. Did Come they? on. Yeah. They had it shut off. You couldn't even get over it. Yeah, they just redid it. They might not right. let you own it anymore. Now, you know, not that they redid it, but, but yeah, so there's been a lot of talk in uh, Japan about uh, the COVID surge. So crossing fingers that, you know, we'll make it to this Olympics and, and get, it, get it done. Yeah, I'm hoping that it happens. I've been really enjoying watching Alephine and her transformation process of getting her miles in and getting in, in, a, in Olympic shape. So uh, I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Um, and of course, track and field has been really popping um, and some of the other races as well, like the 100 miler this weekend took place. Um, USATF jackpot ultra took place this weekend. And listen, I'm just excited for everything that's been happening. Um, and I just hope that there's not another surge in any place. We want everyone to be able to be healthy. Um, and I hope that we can keep it together to where we can all enjoy. Exactly. Keep it together. So we can all have a nice Olympics. Um, you know, I know a lot of people, I've, I've seen a few people on, the little bit of time I do spend online, I have seen a couple of people who are planning on going to the Olympics. So I know they're, they're hoping that everything holds together and they can make it over and enjoy their time um, and, and follow some of these athletes.
Yes, for sure. And I just look forward to it. Um, it just it just gives me a different level of excitement. <laughs> the Olympics. A different level of excitement. The Olympics and just running in general to, to see events being put on. Um, I think it's just it's just something exciting to look forward to. Well, you know, after watching, like so I, I didn't get up at 2.30 in the morning to watch, you know, Kipchoge run. I watched the replay. And, I mean, it definitely would be different if they have people out there watching. Cause it's just, it was like, like I said, it was just on the tarmac of a, of, it was loop race um, right. of a air force base or a airport. And it is the feeling like, you know, Berlin, like when you mm-hmm. see the pictures of them running down the streets of Berlin and there's crowds on each side, I miss that. I'm ready for that to come back. Right. Yeah. I miss that too. And I, I, I guess I'm just very eager to see what spectating life is going to be like, because I enjoy cheering, volunteering and spectating at races but it is going to be a different feel for a little bit. And I look forward to seeing what that's going to look like at, what, at some point. Exactly, exactly. Even though we're fully vaccinated. Exactly. You know, I got my, I got my two shots. <laughs> did, you, I was a, did you get any Did you get any sick at all on your second shot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did? Um, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I don't yeah. feel bad then. Okay. Yeah, so the second... Well, I was kind of down the first, the first oh, shot. Were you? That was okay. probably because I had COVID earlier this year. But, like, mm-hmm. I... Um, the second shot, it wasn't until the next day around three o'clock the next day that I was like, oh, I can't, I can't. So the arm soreness was not as bad on the second shot as the first shot. The first shot, I felt like my arm was going to fall off. Oh, really? And I didn't want it to dangle. But the second shot, it was my arm soreness was not bad at all. Um, but I just felt really fatigued, really tired, um, and I had a little bit of chills and obviously a low grade fever, but yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I, I napped and slept it off the next day. I was good. Yeah. I had to go down to, cause I like, I took my shots in two different places. I took my oh, first okay. shot down in Clayton County, mm-hmm. um, messed around and didn't sign up for my second shot the day after I took the first shot. Like they say, you're supposed to, I waited. So I actually took my second shot at the dome at Mercedes Benz. Which was really, um, really interesting. They had it set up pretty well. You had to walk a half a mile. Mm. Like, it was a good little, because you had to walk a good little ways to get, because I guess they had different areas of the dome set up. So they right. would say, okay, okay, you're going to D or you're going to purple or whatever. But when I say they were rolling, because like I got in there, set, it was, they had all the, you know, the chairs lined up in my section. And mm-hmm. I walked in, I was like, oh. And I was right. like number 1,176. And when I got there, I think they were at 1,000. And I was like, oh, dude, when I tell you it was like clockwork. I was right. in and out of there probably in about 30 minutes. And I, and I kind of went on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. So I was in a kind of a hurry. So, right. But I can tell, I guess, they are used to people coming in and people being nervous. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm coming in rolling. I'm like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's go he's like you ready i'm ready let's go you don't need to talk to me i know hey here's my here's my little card i got my first yeah. one let's go he's like yeah oh. you know he's like he's he's waiting for me to flinch or something because i'm guessing that's what they're used to yeah dude i was like hit it bam right done. and then Good. you know i forgot about the 15 minute wait that you yeah. had to do so mm-hmm. i went and sat in the stands for my 15 minutes and you know went on but yeah the next day um, yeah, I had a low grade fever. I wasn't feeling well, but once I took some Tylenol, I was fine. Yeah. I just kept the Tylenol coming. So I wasn't like super horrible, Yeah, um, but it wasn't too bad. Now I will, I, I do want to acknowledge one of our listeners. Um, we last, last episode, we talked about getting the COVID cards 
laminated. Yeah. Um, so one of our listeners acknowledged that that may not be the best idea uh, mm-hmm. because there's the word on the street is that we're going to have to have boosters within the next year or so. Of uh, so you want to keep the card. So you may want to keep the card visible and not laminated just in case they want to put the booster on there. Because if you look at your card, there are other slots yeah. for, for upcoming things potentially. So, um, so I'm pretty sure they'll just give you another card if you end up, if you already laminated yours, but I want to say thank you so much um, for the, for, for that advice. Cause I mean, it, Totally. Well, I mean, if and just in case you guys, I'm I'm gonna start a new business. My vaccine card holders are coming out. You can catch it on Amazon anytime. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I'm gonna have I'm I'm partnering with a Versace and Gucci, mm-hmm. so there will be Gucci mm-hmm. vaccine card holders yes. coming out shortly. Yes, and um, I don't want to just say listener Cynthia, and I don't want to butcher your last name. So Cynthia F, thank you so much for sending in that information. She is a loyal listener of ours. Um, she gave us that little tidbit. So thank you so much for that. Exactly. I mean, I kind of figured I, it wasn't because of what she said, but I just kind of I don't I wouldn't want to do it just because somebody, you know, you in the wrong spot. I'm trying to get on a plane and somebody go oh No, we don't take laminated cards or something. So mm-hmm. I said, yeah, leave it. Leave it loose. Just, you know, get yourself right. get your Louis Vuitton vaccine card holder from Thomas Mitchell. Yeah. Easy. Looking on Amazon, they're coming out. Be all good. You I'm all telling. Good. And it fits perfectly in a pot in a uh, passport case. If you have your passport, it fits perfectly in there. It's actually just a little bit smaller. So, well, I'm sh- like I, I'm joking, but I'm sure somebody's gonna come out with something. Oh yeah, they out yeah. there. I mean, it's it's always <laughs> you know, this America. It's it's you know, we gonna we gonna come up with something to make some money. But anyway, we got a guest coming up. His name is Matthew Huff. He wrote a book that both Indy and I love, Marathoners, yes. What to Expect When Training For and Running a Marathon. This guy's hilarious. You know, he's a podcaster as well, so we're going to have a great conversation him with him coming on right now. And we are back with the Run Duo, and today we have a wonderful guest, Matthew Huff, who's, wrote, who's written a book that I truly enjoyed reading about we marathons. Yes, we <laughs> truly enjoyed reading Marathoner, What to Expect When Training For and Running a Marathon. How are you doing today, Matthew? Great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Hey, we just, and, and I mean, you sent the book to us um, so both Indy and I could, you know, take a look at it and read it. Um, I mean, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, wow, this is a book book. So, you know, I'm flipping through <laughs> it. like, oh, this, I mean, you got to understand, you know, people sometimes will send you and it's a pamphlet, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. this is a book yes. book. Um, exactly. <laughs> gorgeous photos throughout the book. So even like, because um, Matt also, Matthew also has a, a podcast that we'll talk about a little bit later. Like you said on your podcast, if nothing else, you can flip through and look at some gorgeous photos mm-hmm. in there. So I really enjoyed that. But the way you set it up was really cool. Kind of the chapters are like miles and you're going through it. And, and as I went through it, every time you put something in there, I go, I remember feeling like that on my first mm-hmm. marathon. I remember, And then also finding other stuff even though i've run a few marathons finding other things that even though i'm experienced i was like oh, okay that's a good idea that's that that makes a lot of sense and that sort of thing now to write a book about marathoning you must be a runner correct matthew Yes, yes, I am. That would be, I mean, I guess people write books about things that they don't actually know a lot about sometimes, but yes, I am a runner. I'm not like a professional runner by any means, but I, I do run, so that's a plus. How did you get into running? What, what got you started? Oh, gosh. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not like, a, I'm not necessarily a good runner by 
any means. I didn't but run. But you run, so that's okay. A runner is a runner. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is one of the things I love so much about the sport and about running marathons and, and running road races is like, it is such a thing that anybody can do. It doesn't matter. If, it's not like hockey or something where it's like, oh, you have to be rich. Or you have to live in a certain area. You mm-hmm. have to have all this equipment. It's like anybody can do it. Um, I started running because my parents decided that I wasn't uh, a fit enough. I was uh, sort of a nerdy bookish child. And so they were like, we're signing you up for a 5k, have fun. And I was like, <laughs> but they had bagels at the end of the 5k. So I was like, perfect. You were like, I'm here for it. I'm here I, for the I bagel. Like, I'll sign up for another one of these. Um, no, I didn't really start like running, running until college. And then I was just kind of like, okay, let me like do this to stay fit, I guess. Cause all I'm doing is eating pizza and studying. So like, this will be a good thing to do to stay a little bit active. And I signed up to run a half marathon and enjoyed it. But at the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, doing twice, of, like right? two of these back to back. Like, no, exactly. I think that was my exact thought too. When I did, I was like, who wants to do this again? Like, what? <laughs> I know. I was like, and I have this vision in my mind of people who run marathons as sort of like these, like, gazelle-like, you know, uh, like Lululemon models, you know, like you can only run it if you're like very young, like have have done lots of sports your entire life. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, half marathon, great. Marathon, not for me. Um, But then I moved to New York City and the New York City Marathon is you know, like a full city event, like basically the whole city shuts down because Mm -hmm. all of these roads are blocked up. And so a friend was like, oh, do you want to go watch the marathon? And I was like, sure, that sounds like a fun activity. And I watched it. I was like, wait, these are regular people running this. Like this is all ages, you know, all different kinds of body types. Like people are running fast, people are slow, people are walking, people are pushing strollers, people are wearing weird costumes. Like, it's like this looks like a lot of fun and everyone was so celebratory and excited and emotional and I was like okay I gotta do this and so I signed up and I ran a marathon and I loved it and I was like let's just keep on doing this because this is a good time so so was me what was your first marathon so my first marathon was the Detroit marathon I'm originally from Michigan and like New York is great, but I actually have never run it because it is a nightmare to get into. It's so hard. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah. It's like I enter the lottery every year, but I don't get that. And then it's like I could, the charity amount is like an insane amount of money that you have to raise. So I'm like, yeah. okay. The amount of money that you would want to pay a bill for. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Bills exactly. for several months to pay. If I'm going to raise exactly. that money, I need to be paying bills. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't like, I guess I have a couple of rich friends, but I was like, I don't think I have enough rich friends that I can get, you know, suckered into paying for this. So yeah, I'm like, I live in New York city. So I figure I'll just keep entering the lottery at some point I'll have to get in. But then of course it didn't even happen last year. So really right. my yeah, exactly. the universe exactly. is conspiring against me. Um, that is awesome. But the so Detroit what? marathon is really cool. If you guys, um, don't know very much about that because it starts in Detroit and then you you sort it of run around over, there right and yeah so- you run over the bridge into Canada run around mm-hmm. Canada then run through a tunnel back under the river back to Detroit again and then run around Detroit a bunch more so it's like a very cool race um because you're there's lots of different scenery and 
changes and things. You're like downtown, you're out on an island, you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a very that's well- good. You knocked out two race. countries in one race. There you go. You, <laughs> exactly. You've got Canada and you've got the U.S. <laughs> Only what fifty something countries ago, so. <laughs> yeah, and then got no more countries after that. So really, <laughs> part of what yeah. still it too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Detroit Free Press is definitely on my list. Um, mm-hmm. so on my list to do. That is awesome. Yes. So, how many marathons have you run so far? And at what point? At which marathon did you decide? You know what? I think I need to document these feelings. So I've run eight marathons currently, and the the idea to write the book was sort of, um, it wasn't like me thinking to myself, ah, I'm, I'm so knowledgeable about this sport now, let me write a book about it. I, I actually work in publishing, and so the literary agency that I used to work at, there was... Um, there was an agent there who was working with an editor at a publishing house, and the editor was like, hey we would really love a book about marathons, sort of like a celebration, something that you could give to someone who was going to run a marathon, sort of as a training guide, but also something you could give to somebody when they finished a marathon, or you could give to a runner for Christmas with like lots of illustrations and pictures and tidbits and history and like interviews with different people. And so they were looking for people to write this book and Bridget Quinn, who writes for ESPN, um, sort of like signed up to write it. And I was kind of brought on to help her. And then as time went on, her schedule got busier. And so it sort of just like shifted. And then in the end, I ended up writing most of it and she just did the marathon history parts of it. Um, mm. So it was a very like lucky, fun experience that I yes. got to write this book. Mm-hmm. But I I wasn't like setting out to write a book about marathons, but I love that I have written a book about marathons. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I would definitely say from reading the book um and i I did a review of the book guys on my youtube channel so definitely check that Mm -hmm. out but i feel like with the book it could be used for people it could be read for people that don't even do or interested in doing marathons like i feel like there's such a wealth of knowledge within the book that any runner at any level could Mm -hmm. receive something from so if you're interested in doing half marathons or if you were interested in doing a full but just it's a really good book for running knowledge in general not only from the history of the different of the marathon, um, understanding of some of the races, but just the tidbits, the tips and tricks that you add in there. I think it's great for all levels. I also think it's great. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Matthew. Um, I think it's also great if you're not a runner, but you have a partner that's a runner or you have a friend that's a runner mm-hmm. and you want to support them in a marathon. This is a great book for them to read so they know what to do or what to expect Cause I follow, you know, I run marathons, but I've followed, you know, my girlfriend and she's run mm-hmm. marathons and supporting people being that Sherpa is a very important job when you're following somebody mm-hmm. around a course for 26.2 miles. And this book would be great to have or read beforehand. So you know exactly what to expect at mile 24 when, you know, your friend that you've been following around, they've been smiling. They're now cussing at you. Um, yeah. You know why. <laughs> You'll know why. Yeah. I was just about to say that the mental changes and physical changes that we go through as marathoners for people to understand kind of the different pieces of it. And also I think the book just helps you just to 
the respect the marathon distance and anybody mm -hmm. that has run a marathon, I just feel like it's like, listen, this is what we go through. Put some respect <laughs> on our names. <laughs> yes. Well, and not even just like marathon and marathon, the marathon day, but like the months of work that goes into it and all of like the early mornings that you have to wake up and run for like three hours and then you're like hobbling around the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I, I definitely have forced all of my friends through, you know, various like marathon boot camp uh, of like how to deal with me as I'm like scarfing down food or like, okay, no, I'm going to be coming from something. So like, we can't walk around the city today because I'm, yeah. I already ran and we just need to like sit down. Um, right. So yeah, yeah no, the whole, I agree. <laughs> the I way think, of, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go for it. I was going to say something, you, since you were just talking about your friends, I, I meant to mention this, but you mentioned you did a term, I think it was called run hole. And so huh. you were saying that person that is basically a runner and an asshole at the same time, yeah. like that person that <laughs> I've got to go home, I got to wake up in the morning, like you're going to deal with my crabbiness, running is life. I always talk about running. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I know a couple of people that are like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely get into that mode, especially like in the, in like the month or so before a race, when you're like doing your long runs and you're being like very particular about it and you're, and it's just on your mind all the time. So any kind conversation you're in you're like oh well let me talk about this and I'm sure my friend's like Matthew we do not care like this is not interesting to us right. yeah. I'm like well it's very interesting to me so it is and it's what I've been eating sleeping drinking for the last 18 weeks so exactly. at the end of the day <laughs> yeah you're like no I'm sorry I can't have a beer tonight because I'm doing a long run tomorrow let me tell you about that for 15 minutes I've got to get up early so I've got to go to bed early when I get up it's going to be dark I yes. have all my stuff late. You know, you go through mm -hmm. the, I mean, what's that joke? Like, how do you, when you go to a party, how do you know who's running a marathon? Don't worry, they're going to tell you in the next two minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I just think that you did such a great job with explaining the process and why us as marathoners, why we are like that. And, and that's not to take away from the other distances, but marathoning mm -hmm. is just a different, it's just a different beast. I don't think you can compare it to anything. Yeah, it's such an accomplishment. It's, I mean, it's like a, it's a weird distance, 26.2 miles. Um, but like, there's lots of other, I guess, like sports accomplishments that you can have in your life, mm -hmm. like winning games and whatever. But marathoning, I mean, for every marathon, there's what, like what, there's one winner, two winners, everybody else is a loser, you know, you're going to lose going into it, but it's just like the accomplishment of it. And it's such a massive thing that you have to work so long on. And a lot of people, you know, it's like a bucket list item that's, that they have there. And they're probably, they might only ever run one in their entire life, but they're just like, they, they focus on it and they put all this work in. It's just such a massive achievement. And you can see that if you ever just like sort of hang out near the end of a race because mm -hmm. everybody is just elated. Like there's no more fun place to hang out than at the end of a marathon where everybody is just ecstatic and so excited for themselves and for each other. And it's just such like a, a wonderful environment to be in. Exactly. Yes, for sure. yeah, now I, I saw in there, agree. I'm sorry, Ania, I saw in there, you're, you're, you hate mile 21. Is that, is that the mile that you decide, Matthew, that it's, it might not have been worth all of this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The one of the funny things that I I 
that is so I interviewed a bunch of people for the book, a bunch of, you know, uh, professional runners, people who organize races, all different kinds of people from the running community. And one of the questions I asked everybody was, what's your least favorite mile? And I thought that everyone was probably going to say like the same thing, like 20, 21, 22. And I think from mile like 14 to 26, like there was someone who answered every single one. So truly people like really just the back half of the race is bad in general. Um, Yeah, 21, it's just like, you still have five miles left, which is like an hour or more Mm -hmm. for some people, Mm -hmm. um, for me. And it's like, you've already run like three hours you still have it's just like oh my gosh right no I can't like when you get a little bit further in sure you hurt more but you like it feels closer to the end where at 21 Mm -hmm. I'm always like why did I sign up for this like yes I paid for this part who does this I'm like swearing to myself like Matthew you will never sign up for another one of these like this is a terrible experience like you hate this we're not doing it again and then of course the minute you cross the finish line you're like this is so much fun let me sign up for three more Exactly. Or you're like me. I know on my first marathon, I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is horrible. And then they, people are like, just wait. And like the next day, I'm like, redemption is coming. I am ready to sign up for the next one. You like get past a little bit of the soreness and you're like, let's go. When's the next one? Yes. <laughs> You're, and you're like, I think I, could, I think I could do better. I think I could push through. Exactly. <laughs> That's I, I can do better next time. It's like, mm, will you? I don't know, but I'll try. Yes, indeed. That's, definitely, that's definitely that marathon life for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Matthew, tell us a little bit more about the illustrations, because I know that I messaged you and I, I really appreciated, appreciated the illustrations for one, because like Tommy said in the beginning, I didn't expect, I don't know what I expected out of your book when I got it. I was like, oh, um, <laughs> but the illustrations were definitely refreshing to see, as well as just being able to, I think it helps it to be a good read to connect the pictures with the wording that you had in the book. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you chose those pictures. Yeah, so um, so there's a bunch of pictures in the book and then there's also like illustrations that an illustrator drew. Um, and for the pictures, basically there was a photographer that the publisher hired who had been a race photographer for I don't know, like 20 years or something, who just had this massive archive of pictures. And so I sort of had in my mind ideas of like, okay, I want a picture of someone who's like a little bit tired, but doesn't look that tired. Okay, I need a group shot of people, or I need someone like carrying a water cup or whatever. And then I would just have to go through it you know, all of these pictures to try to find things that linked up. And a lot of the pictures were like half marathons or 5Ks or things. So you're like, okay, shoot, we can't use this one because the bib says, you know, yeah, it's like, (laughs) dang it. Um, So that's how we got the, the, the pictures. And then for the illustrations, um, you know, we sort of like went through the book and looked at the different things that we talked about or the subjects that came up and then I sort of came up with a list of things that I sort of wanted illustrations for like we needed a Porta John illustration we needed a race bib illustration we need running shoes and so I sent them over to the illustrator and then you know he sort of mocked up a bunch of things and then we kind of went back and and uh forth you know tweaking things because the people on the publishing team are really good at publishing books, but they don't know very much about like running. So sometimes, yeah, they'd send things and it's like, well, that's not quite right. Or that's not exactly how that would work. Um, But in the end, I think it turned out really nicely. And it's, yeah, it's a, I feel like 
as I can brag on the design of the book because I truly did not do any of it. Um, but I think, I think the design is really nice in just that you can sort of pick it up and flip through it and find things that you want to read. If there's something that you don't really feel like reading, you can skip over it. And there's right. lots of pictures and illustrations to kind of like clue you in and um, mm -hmm. yeah, show you like what's in that section of the book. Definitely. So as the, as the writer of the book, like, do you feel like the book is exactly what you wanted? Are there things that you may have would have done differently now that once you got the book? Um, well, when I had never, since this is the first book that I ever wrote, I basically just, you know, wrote up a Word document and sent it in and sort of thought that that would be the end of my involvement. So the fact that I got to, you know, work with the illustrator, help pick pictures was a lot of fun. And I think that the book turned out really well. Um, I don't think that there's anything really that I would go back and change about it. Um, I feel like there's always more stuff that I would add, you know, it's like, there's so much about the running community and marathoning and things that, that I could easily go back and like add more and more things about like weird rashes you get on your arms. And, yes, uh, <laughs> and, the, and now they have those, um, those like Gatorade patches that you put on your, that yeah. I've been seeing on social media. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't tried those yet, but I'm like, truly the, the, the people behind the goos and the equipment mm -hmm. are always working. There's always it's new always. stuff coming. So yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And I, I checked out um, your chapter because I mean, you have a, a, a podcast called uh, PS you're wrong. Is that what I'm sorry? I don't want to say it yes. wrong. PS you're wrong. PS you're, I love that title. I that is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, so you, it, which is a pop, you have a pop culture podcast yes. where you and I'm sorry, who's your, what's your co-host's name? Uh, Shelby. Shelby, you and Shelby talk about pop culture, um, mm -hmm. which, which I love. I'm waiting to hear. Um, I'm hoping it's coming. The one on the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I'm sure that that one's coming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. I just want to make sure because I know you did one on WandaVision, which I which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, but you you have uh, in chapter 19, you talk about pop culture, which I really liked. Um, actually, one of the things that got me to run a marathon was because I was looking through and looking at celebrities that have uh -huh. run marathons and saw the times. And I was going through yours and I saw a lot of the same ones and I'm, I'm still trying to beat George Bush. I haven't beaten George Bush's time. It kills me that George mm -hmm. Bush has run a faster marathon than <laughs> myself. Um, but I was looking at the movies that you had in here. Which one would you say was your, your favorite um, out, out of the, the ones you have listed here? Oh, hmm. well, not a movie, but I love the, the New York Marathon Seinfeld episode, which I think I mentioned. The hot tub. Yeah, funny. the hot yes. tub. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that, and the guy is like about to finish the race and like thinks he's grabbing a cup of water, but instead it's like hot coffee and like burns himself. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So that's pretty funny. But yeah, George Bush actually... Uh, like his his marathoning, I don't. I, I think it must have been way before he was president. But yeah, it's like very impressive because his splits were like almost exact for every mile. I was like, I don't know. Like he's not a runner. I don't know how you did this, but these are like right. very impressive, like exact splits. Because sometimes yes. I'll finish race and be like, wow, these were all over the place. Like I need to figure out. I mean, like, did you not have to better. stop and go to the bathroom at yeah. any point? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, come on. But yeah, that's that's one of that is that is the reason I'll probably keep running marathon until I die because I'm yes. going to beat his time eventually mm, um but I, you know which was really was great I like because I have a, a small child there's a Sesame Street episode 
about running, yes. which I was like, I did not. It's from 1983. I haven't seen that one. It's from 1983. It was long before, you know, before or after we were watching Sesame Street. <laughs> so I'm going to go find it because HBO Max like has every Sesame mm-hmm. Street ever. So I'm going to go back and find it and watch it with my son on Thursday when we watch it. That's our, our Sesame Street night. It's Aww. very cute. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a snuffle up I guess is running the marathon and is like the very last finisher of the race and Big Bird is like waiting for him to cross the finish line and it's like midnight. It's very sweet. Oh that's yes. so that's that's great. Yeah, I'll definitely go go check that out. Now Matthew, actually I'm very jealous because you do something that I've never been able to do, which is write. Because not only have you written a book, you've written for our uh runner's world as well, correct? Mm-hmm. What yeah. type of articles have you written for them? So I I generally do more like pop culture-ish things for them. So I've written about like audiobooks and podcasts that you can listen to while running. Um, I also am in charge of their playlist currently. So every month they every month Runners World has a new playlist. So I put those together and write those articles, which truly like my taste in music is not very good. So the fact that they're letting me do this is like I'm just waiting every month for them to be like, this was a, not a good playlist. Like, You're fired. I'm sorry. But so far it hasn't happened yet. So yeah, there'll be a new one of those out at the beginning of May. And mm-hmm. we sort of have like different themes. So like last month was like a classic rock playlist. We did one that was 180 beats per minute for the playlist. So like if you really, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get that George Bush pacing for your <laughs> running, you just stick to the beats, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all, all different kinds of things um, for them. And then I also write for BuzzFeed some, but that's not really running stuff. That's more pop culture stuff. So, but Which is, also, which is but. great. Like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a person that can, I, I'm not good at, I might have the idea in my head, but taking mm-hmm. it from here and actually putting it on paper is something I've really never been good at. So I'm, I'm right. really jealous that you were able to do that. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, it's, it's one of my, like, very few life skills, so I'm happy to have it. I, <laughs> it's a very good one. <laughs> yeah, but I can definitely. write, so. Yes, definitely good, definitely. And now you also do improv, I saw. Oh, yes, although not not recently, but no. um, because of the pandemic, unfortunately. Of yeah. Um, but yes, pre-pandemic, I did do improv. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were like, you can sign up to do Zoom improv. And I was like... Hmm. And I and I watched like half of one of those shows and was like, yeah, no, I do not need to be involved in this. How was that? Like, please explain. It was just very, very awkward because you know, usually, usually with improv, it's like a group of people who are on a stage. You're like pretending to do things. It's really hard to pretend to do something with somebody over. Zoom. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if I'm like, oh, you're choking. I need to give you the Heimlich or whatever. It's like, I'm like- standing here. <laughs> and then the other person's like, it's like, I, like this doesn't have the same. Um, the timing is off. Yes, yes, there's awkward pauses. It's not great. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I have so much secondhand embarrassment for these people. I cannot, I cannot watch this. I cannot do this. I will wait until the pandemic is over and then I will return. Hilarious. That is great. That is great. And I mean, I just bring all that other stuff up because I'm a person who truly believes, you know, running and there's very few people in this world that make their money off of running, even though there's lots of people that run. So there's so much other things going on in life. I just love to hear about, you know, whatever else is your, what else you're doing. And usually people who are successful at running, 
are you successful at something else as well? Mm-hmm. Running does take a lot of dedication, especially mm-hmm. if you're running longer distances. So I, I definitely have that sense as well that like people who are putting in the time and like because you have to set aside time and sort of be organized and really determined I feel like to 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 be a runner or run consistently at least so yes that people are very driven I think in the community which is which is fun and nice to to have friends like that yes awesome so you've had you have one book um do you see yourself do you foresee yourself doing another one I mean, I hope so. I don't have anything, you know, planned with a publisher right now, but I loved working with them. If they, if they had more book ideas, I would definitely be into that. And, you know, maybe I'll be pitching some things on my own as time goes on. Some people have said like, oh, would you do a half marathon book or like a 5k book? And I think there's, like those communities are also really interesting and also there's a lot more cool weird half marathons and 5ks than there are marathons so who knows maybe at some point in the future we'll uh there'll be another book yeah we can expand the 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 extended universe for the marvel fans (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly now do you have any upcoming running goals that you would like to share with us i always like to know what people are kind of doing yeah, so I actually, um, I, I'm signed up to do the Berlin Marathon, which I oh, wow. entered, you know, like way back when before the pandemic. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was six years old at that point. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so it got pushed last year. So it's maybe happening this fall. Uh, I don't know. So we'll see about that. Um, Otherwise, I haven't run a ton. I got a really bad concussion a couple of years ago uh, getting off of a bus. It was the night before the DC or the Baltimore Marathon that I was running. And I was like crawling on the cargo hold of the bus trying to get my luggage out. And I just like jammed my head against the ceiling, which was not great. Didn't realize I had a concussion though. So then I proceeded to run the marathon the next day, which was a terrible experience and I would not recommend to anyone. Um, but because of that, I had some weird head stuff and I kept running. So I took a very long break from, uh, from running during the yeah. pandemic. Cause I was sort of like, let me just heal up my brain a little bit, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm good now. So I'm excited to, uh, to, you know, like get back into training for like an actual race. Cause recently I've just sort of been running like a little here, a little there, but I miss it. And I love having like a goal of some kind of race. So even if Berlin doesn't happen, I'll probably sign up for something in the fall or maybe some like half marathons or 5Ks. New York is, I think, getting its act together. Well, it's it, COVID is trickier here because there's so many people and it's such a tight place. So mm-hmm. I feel like other places have opened up more like socially distanced races and things, which yeah. are really cool. And I look at them on Instagram and I'm like, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, why do I live in New York during a pandemic? Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the summer and I'm excited to get back into it and yeah, hopefully have more races around the, the corner. Great, awesome. great. You're always welcome to come down, run something in Atlanta. We we have, you know, the the Atlanta Track Club 
throw He's great rolling races. with their yeah. races. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love that so much. And then of course I can hang out with you guys. Which exactly. Is exactly. We, we are fun in person. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're fun on Zoom, then you're definitely fun in person because Zoom really sucks the fun out of everything. I right. Yeah. Yes, we like to have a good time. Can. Yeah, definitely can. <laughs> Now, I remember watching the um, the trials, the yes. the marathon trial, which were what like two days before the COVID shutdown. Literally, like pretty much, it was a couple yeah. weeks, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, this looks like this looks like a fun place to run. Like, let me get down there. And it seemed like everything was really well organized and really it well put was. together. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. at some at some point I'll get down there to Atlanta and run some things with you guys. That'd be yes, a blast. for Great. sure. Please let us know. And we're trying to like, we, me and Tommy have been trying to like set up a petition for the trials to come here like every year because <laughs> it was, it was so time. amazing. It was, it was a really <laughs> it good was time. It was a really good time, and Atlanta Track Club did a very great job with facilitating it. So exactly, exactly. Oh, I love that. Now, Matthew, for our listeners, of course, we're going to, you know, we're going to post your book everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our listeners who they want to follow you, not only just because of your book, but your podcast and the other things that you do, how would they be able to do that? Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram and on Twitter at HuffMatt, which is my last name and then my first name. Um and yeah, that's probably, I post, mo- I'm mostly on Instagram mm. and everything else I sort of like tag to there. So if you follow me there, then you can, you know, you'll get the runners, you'll get the bad running playlist from runners world. <laughs> if I write any more books, the podcast stuff, whatever other shenanigans I happen to be up to at any given time. So that's probably the best, the best place to follow me. Right. And the book can be found at Barnes and Nobles. Is it anywhere else at this point? Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay. basically anywhere. I mean, okay. it, it, in person, it might be harder to find. But um, but yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on, you know, any other place Indie that you Pound. get books. Yeah, any place that you would order books from, you can get it. Um, and, lo- and it is in lots of stores. It's just, you know, there, it depends on stores shipping and yeah, yeah like is it sold out Who right knows? yeah because i want to say they were flying stuff. off the shelves when right. i uh, when they first came out so i'm really happy for you <laughs> oh well thank you it's been a very fun experience having it come out and it's been great honestly the most fun is been like connecting with all of the people in the running community in writing the book and then now in the promotion of it because i feel like you know, there's people I sort of have like social media crushes on and I'm like, hey, like I want to reach out to you, but I don't want to just be like, hi. So yeah. now I'm like, oh, now I have a reason to be friends with these people. So right. it's very exciting. Well, listen, I'm so glad that we connected. I'm like, listen, we found this guy through this, but let's go. Like, I'm excited that you, we connected and now are connected on social media and for this book. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I should have been following that. Exactly. <laughs> well, yes, I'm, I'm so excited that, uh, that we got to connect for this because I do really love you guys' podcast. So this is so much fun. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you very so much, Matt. Much. Yes, we appreciate you coming on with us today. Yes. Thank you, guys. What a great conversation oh with gosh, Matthew. I love him. <laughs> he is a, hilarious. A, I yeah, love it. He's a funny guy. Really enjoying him. Hey, guys, check out the book. Also, check yes. out his podcast. If, you, if you're into pop culture, check out his podcast, P.S. You're Wrong, um, mm-hmm. which I, I, I love that title. I love irreverent things. So, um, But it's great. Him and his co-host talk about everything from TV shows to movies, that sort of thing. So go check him out there.
Yes, definitely. And don't forget to check out his book as well. It is a great read. And I think even if you're not interested in becoming a marathoner, I still feel like it is a good read. Um, so definitely go check it out, get the knowledge and all of that goodness that you need. Um, and just check it out. It is out there on Barnes and Nobles or any other place that you wanted to look at books. Um, and we want to say thank you again for to Atlanta Track Club for sponsoring this episode. We truly appreciate the partnership. Don't forget this weekend, May 1st, 2021 is your last day at 11.59 p.m. To, to register for if you're wanting to do the Peachtree Road Race in person. Definitely check out their website and listen to our podcast because we have given you all the precautions. Not all of them because they keep coming out with the good stuff of other things they're adding to the list. Uh, but definitely check it out. So thank you again, Atlanta Track Club, for sponsoring this episode of the Run Duo Podcast. Exactly. Now, India, if they want to follow you and, and watch how you do on July 4th, <laughs> how would they do that? Yes, yeah, so you can um, follow me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo underscore run. So that is my Instagram and, of course, Miles from India. And then you can also check me out on my website at milesfromindia.com. And that will link you to all of my other platforms. And my YouTube channel is also Miles from India. And you can catch me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com or TMH68 on Instagram. All right. Another great episode. Episode 83 yes. is in the bizooks. Yeah, we are in there. And it was a good one. I truly enjoyed it. Exactly. Y'all have a great two weeks and we'll talk to you later. Peace.